It's now my great privilege to introduce this morning's guest speaker. She's a woman who has been one of my teachers. She's someone who has great charisma, passion, and courage. She's someone that really models and exemplifies change your thinking, change your life. She has served as a minister in this center, in Calgary, in Toronto, in Winnipeg, and in Kamloops. She started new centers. She is here out of Africa, where she has been working in Kenya. Please give a very warm welcome to our friend, our minister, and our speaker today, Reverend Connie Phelps. Wonderful. Good morning. So, let's start this morning the way we always start with spiritual mind treatment. So, join with me. As we go into that still, quiet place, as we settle, take a breath with me and know there is only one. One life, and that life is God's life. One power, and that power is God's power. One presence, and it is the presence of God. And I know that that power, that presence, that life lives and breathes by means of me and by means of you. By means of each and every one of us. Because I know that in that oneness, in that life, and in that absolute perfect intelligence, divine wisdom, that power, that life is living and moving and breathing and having its way right here and right now. I know this morning that each and every one of us were drawn here together to have this experience, to know something, to reveal something, to allow ourselves to celebrate this life, this day, and this time together. And I know that something dynamic is happening here, and it is happening because we are here together in this place to know and to remember and to celebrate the magnificence that is inherent within each and every one of us. And I know that this morning is alive, is aware, and is absolutely brimming with this knowingness, this vitality, this life that wants so much just to be itself by means of each and every one of us. And we are here to know that, to be that, and to celebrate that. So I'm so grateful for this opportunity to be here, to share that, to know that, and to live it. So together, we know that this is a glorious morning, and I'm so grateful for it. I'm grateful for this teaching, for this center, and for each and every one of you. I say thank you, God. And so we let it go knowing that this morning is unfolding from this place of absolutely perfect consciousness in order and in action and together we say and so it is so hi here I am I was saying to somebody this morning wow full circle right back almost to the very place I started yes um I know there's a few of you that, that um, I've run into since I've been back in Edmonton that were here when I was back, I was here back in 1999, 2000. Anybody here remember for like way back? That was a long time ago. Isn't it wonderful? Yes. Whew. Well, I got to tell you, a lot of things have changed for me 
and in life in general uh, since then. And, uh, and I'm going to talk to you about some of that and about my journey of that and, and some of this happening. So the title of my talk today is called Stillness Speaks. And stillness is one of those experiences and spiritual practices that I absolutely know was crucial in allowing me to be in Africa. (laughs) So, um, you know, God, life, spirit, wisdom, intelligent, energy, whatever word you want to call it, you know, we're all talking about the same thing. So by whatever word it is that works for you, it is always talking to us, through us, as us, if we but take the time to listen to it, to allow it to have its way with us, to allow it to, to expand us, to be us, to live us, and to, to, to reveal what it is that needs to be revealed by means of us. So... Um, <laughs> when I first got the message that I was supposed to go to Africa, people would say to me, Africa, what? How did you choose Africa? Well, it, I didn't. It chose me. Um, you know, I, I had an experience. I was at a conference, minding my own business in a meditation one day, you know, sitting there. And, I, and it, this woman, I can't remember her name, but she was doing a, a guided visioning uh, session. And so I was sitting in this session, and it was lovely, and it was wonderful. And I was sitting there and meditating, and all of a sudden, I heard a voice in my head. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't do that woo-woo out there kind of like freaky stuff about voices in my head. You know, like it, it, it freaked me out. It, there was this voice in my head that said, go to Africa. And I went, yeah, right. I don't think so. Who, me? Um, so I did. I went to Africa. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, really, that's the truth. Because if, you know, if God's speaking and we're listening, and we hear it, I mean, who am I to say no? So, um, I didn't. I, I answered the call, and I went, well, you know, what, what was it? There were some amazing things that happened in that journey, because um, one of the things I really realized is, so, you know, I've heard a lot, I've always been attracted to all things African, and, and I love, you know, I'd never been there, but I was always attracted to Africa, and did African drumming, and African dancing, and, you know, I love that kind of stuff, and so, you know, going to Africa sounded like, oh, well, that'd be a really fun thing to do. Not so much. Fun wasn't part of my... Well, that's not true. A lot of it was fun. And, but, but it was so much more than that. And somebody said to me before I went, they said, so, you know, you got to know that when you, know, when you go there, your life is going to change. And I went, oh, yeah, that's true. Like, absolutely. It did. In so many ways that I had no idea was going to happen. And there were so many awarenesses out of that experience that um, really were absolutely life-changing. And one of, the, one of the things that really became apparent to me really quickly, because one of the things I was invited to do shortly after I went there, um, I was invited by a fellow that um, runs a school in the slum, uh, one, of, one of the many slums in Africa, to go and speak 
uh, or not speak, to teach a class in the school. Could you imagine that happening here? A science of mind minister being invited to go into our school system and teach the students. I, I think that's a great idea, but it's just one that, you know, I, I just have, I'm having a hard time thinking that that would be my reality here still, in, you know, given our school system. But they did, they invited me. So I went in there and I'm, and I'm all excited about this. So I did my research and, and I thought, okay, well, what am I going to, what am I going to teach these kids? So, you know, I started when I was here, I was youth minister. So I went back to a curriculum I was using way back there and I used the uh, the virtues curriculum and it's about um, you know every week you have a new virtue and I thought well this is great the virtues are something that everybody can use and they can relate to so I had this curriculum and I printed it out and I had you know um, tried to find the, the the little crafts that go with it and all try and find supplies over there it's another story and you know so I've, I've got all of this stuff and I show up and I'm going to teach this class and I've got about 35 um, young people from you know grades four to eight they've got them all in one room and I'm, I'm teaching them and there's a sea of little black faces absolutely stoic in front of me watching me and I'm thinking everything that I know means nothing to these people absolutely nothing there was no frame of reference now they speak English Their English is the second language in Kenya these kids all they learn English they, it wasn't that they didn't understand English they had, what I realized was they had no frame of reference to what it is I was talking about. Absolutely none. The stories that I would tell, the pictures in the curriculum, the languaging that we use, had no reference to these people at all. So what I realized was that, what I know is that, you know, th this teaching is so dynamic and so powerful and anybody can use it and I realized in order for me to be able to teach I had to find a new way of relating the information that we all know and we all speak about and the words that I used the stories that you'd all of the experience had to become basic, to become absolutely simple. And here's the truth. Simple doesn't mean stupid. Simple means, this is, this is such a simple teaching. It really is. It's, it's so simple. Change your thinking. Change your life. It's that basic, that simple. I love that song. And it's so true. It is so simple. And that's what I had to do. I think that often we have a tendency of making it something different than what it is, you know, and, and using these words, and, and we have this whole language around this teaching that needs to be peeled away. Because here's one of the things I absolutely realize, is I've been teaching this teaching for about 15 years in many settings, as you've heard about, and often, you know, you have people come to class and, and uh, you know, they come to the center and they start taking classes and they're around for a while and they leave. 
And, you know, we say, oh, well, that's great. You know, this teaching isn't for everybody and we allow people their experience and they come and they go and, and it's all good. But the thought I had about that is what? Was there a message in there that they weren't relating to? That they didn't have a frame of reference? If this teaching can be used by everybody, which I believe it can, and we have a vision in the Centers for Spiritual Living that we're going to touch a hundred million lives in the next, I don't know, five years or whatever the vision is. Well, that's a lot of people. And if we're going to touch that many lives, how are we going to do it? Because I know absolutely we're not going to do it within these, these walls of a church where people are going to come in and, and hear the message. That we need to be out in our lives. We need to, and it's going to take each and every one of us to do that. Not just ministers. It's going to take everybody to be able to take this and move it into our families, into our, into our schools, into our lives, into our workplaces, into every person that we touch. How many people can we touch, each and every one of us, with this teaching that is so magnificent? And it's not about preaching to people. It's about living it and being it, and knowing the transformational qualities of what it is we have to offer. That's what I got. How many of those people just thought, well, how can I relate to those stories, to that idea? That we, can, we, we, we need to be able to frame this magnificence in such a way that actually is referenced by other people, that other people can understand what it is that we're talking about and to, and that it does apply to them. It applies to everybody. One of the experiences I had, um, other than with the children, was with, I was teaching uh, some of the teachers and parents as well from, from the slums as well. And just as an aside, the word slums, when I first heard it, I was like, you know, kind of a derogatory word, but it's not to them. It's to them. It's well, that's where I live. It's it's not derogatory at all. It's just the slum. And uh, so I, anyway, I was I was teaching these adults, and and I sat there one day, and I thought, and again with the stoic, you know, they're 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 not understanding what it is I'm talking about and what's coming out of my mouth. And I and so finally, I just looked and I said to them. I'll bet you that many of you are thinking and sitting there and thinking, what on earth does this woman have to say that is relevant in my life? This white woman from Canada, heavens, they didn't even know where Canada was. They thought it was part of the States, true. And (laughs) they really did. And so, you know, what relevance could I possibly have to be teaching a bunch of people in a slum? What life experience could I relate to them that could be used in their lives? And so I said that to them, and they were just shocked that I was that open and honest with them. And I said, you know, really, that's the level of honesty that we need. And then to find a way to relate this to relate this magnificent teaching that we have, to break it down in such a way that we're actually communicating with each other, that we're actually understanding each other, and to know that it is applicable to each and every person. And I think what, what's required of us in order to do that and, and is that stillness, to allow that wisdom to reveal itself through us. 
whatever we need to know. That wisdom is within us. Because I kind of panicked at that point. I thought, oh my goodness, what am I doing here? I've got nothing to offer. And we do. We all have something to offer. We all have something to 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 give the gift of what it is that we know to be true about this magnificent teaching that we're involved with. Because I can guarantee you, if it changed your life, it's going to change somebody else's. It has to. It's that gift that's within us that reveals itself to us. But we need to be able to be still enough to hear it, to know it, to re- how can I reach out? How can I reveal something new today? What needs to be said in order to be understood? Because we all want that. We all want to connect. We all want to understand. We all want to grow. It's it's within each and every one of us. But we need to listen to that understanding. Holmes said about that, he said, Listening helps us to understand that what is happening is for us rather than what appears to be happening to us. And I sat with that saying for a while because, you know, maybe some of you have had this experience of life um, where you've kind of like felt like you were a victim to things that were happening. Any, any, anybody? I'm so glad. I'm really glad because I don't like to be the only one that has had that experience of life where, you know, it's... Stuff is, you know, happening. Well, these people in Africa, um, boy, talk about a victim consciousness. You know, that just, life is so hard for them. It really, truly is hard. Um, the earth is hard. The life is hard. The, right now, this week, they haven't had electricity because they're having a drought And so all of the electricity is rationed. This is in the city of Nairobi. This is a huge city with between four and six million people in it. That's a lot of people. And, you know, so it's really, really a hard life. And so what can we take from this teaching that is relevant in that idea of survival, of basic human needs? Can you imagine living without electricity? I thought it was bad when I was over there. We would get rationed maybe once a week, you know, where the power would go out and I'd kind of start freaking out. It's like, how am I going to cook my food? And, you know, because I'm so used to electricity. Well, in that life, how can we, how can we take what we know and use it right where we are? And that's the beauty we can. This teaching can be used right where we are always the beauty of it the simplicity of it just to know that everything is provided every this too is for me whatever that experience is that we're having in life Holmes says there is something in us which was never put there by experience but of which all experience is the outcome It's not our experience that is changing us. It's what's inside of us that is changing us. The experiences of our life isn't making who you are. You're making the experience of your life. You are the the, the master of what is happening out there. 
So, you know, in that chaos, in that confusion, in that, in that um, life that many of us have lived, I, I know that busyness, that craziness, that, that life that we get all involved in, if we are in it, sometimes it's really hard to get out of it long enough to allow something new to reveal itself. Do you know what I mean when I say that? You know, we get so busy trying to figure things out. We get so busy trying to make things work. We get so busy trying to, you know... One of the things I remember Kay Patrick used to say, she said it's like rearranging the deck chairs of the Titanic. <laughs> you know, have, have you ever done that? You know, you feel like that, that sucker is going down. <laughs> and I'm out there rearranging the deck chairs. Well, it's going to go down. And our lives are like that. Our lives are like that. You know, we, we think we're doing something. You know, we're doing this little dance and we're moving things around. And nothing's changing. Nothing's changing. And in the song, Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life, one of the, I love that because one of the, I think that that is fundamental to this teaching. If we don't change our thinking, nothing is going to change. But here's what I think happens for so many people, and I know this happened for me. You know, the thought that, well, that's really simple, and it is. It's very simple. So, you know, I'm going to do a nice treatment, and I'm going to have a positive thought, and I do my affirmation, and everything's going to change. And then it doesn't. And I just go about my life, and I'm doing my life, and I'm going on, and I'm back into the chaos, and then I'm wondering why nothing's changing. Have you ever had that experience? You've had that, you know, you, you've, I did a really good treatment. I did a really good affirmation. How come my life is not different? Well, I can tell you how come your life isn't different. It's because you are not different. So many people, myself included, how many people here want something in your life to be different? Good. That's really good because it starts there. So many of us want our life to be different. And we say, change our thinking, change our life. We've done that. We've done the treatment. We've got the affirmations. We're taking classes. You know, we're changing our thinking. We want things to be different. Change your thinking, change your life is not just about changing a random thought. If you are going to change your life, you need to change. Not just the random thoughts that you're having. You need to change. You cannot be the same person that you are in the situation that you're having and have a different experience. It is not going to happen. You have to change. So when you say these little things about change your thinking, change your life, and you really truly believe that, then you better get ready for change. You better get ready to change because if you truly believe that, you cannot have it different and be the same. You have to change. You have to allow who you are to change. And you have no idea what that's going to look like. We think we do. I thought I knew what that was going to look like. But what I realized, I had no idea what that really meant. I just thought that, yeah, I have power over my thoughts. We talk about that. Absolutely. 
We have absolute power. Nobody, nobody is in your mind telling you what to think but you. Although, you know, how many of you have the little voices in there, you know, telling you different stories all the time? You know, we, we have that. But you have the power and you are the only one that has the power to change those thoughts. But when you do that, something happens. Something begins to happen within you and your life will begin to change, to be different. And it will not ever stay static. It can't stay the same it was because you, you are different than you were before. It is absolutely simple, but it is absolutely transformational. Transformational, to, to change who you are into a deep and a deep, a different way of being. So, you know, have you ever had the experience of, you know, you're going through your life and all of a sudden something happens and you end up showing up differently and you think to yourself who is this person that took over my body have you ever had have you ever had that happen and you think like this isn't who i am i found myself saying that like who is this person that i am because that's not who i ever knew myself to be and why am i showing up this way and it kind of freaked me out actually to be really honest with you it's like oh my goodness you know something really weird is happening here and what i realized is you know truly we are all of it if god is all there is god is all possibility and that means we need to allow ourselves to change into a new possibility to allow ourselves to be different to be a different person to think differently to act differently to be differently to handle life differently to allow ourselves to be different and to allow each other to be different to allow each other to be different. So I thought I kind of had that all handled, you know, and I, I was allowing myself to be different. I was having a different experience. I mean, I was truly a different person. Um, so I thought. And then I came back and I went to a family reunion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nothing changes. So, but we need, we need to allow ourselves to be different there as well. And we need to allow each other to be different. Instead of holding ourselves, well, that's not who... You've always been that person that has done everything. Absolutely everything. You're so in control and you know how to do everything. And all of a sudden, I didn't know how to do anything. That was not an experience I was comfortable with. And yet, when I went inside, into that stillness, into that wisdom, it was like, what needs to reveal itself in a different way? Who you are needs to be different. I could not be the same teacher that I have been for 15 years in Canada, in Africa. I had to allow that difference to emerge without, you know, without knowing what it's going to look like at the end. That, to me, was really scary. Really scary, because I really like to know what things are going to look like. And to be in control of that. I said those words out loud. You know, truly, you know, <laughs> the, 
those of you that knew me back then, nothing's really changed. I'm still a controller, okay? I still like to have control of my life and know how it is. And yet, what I have found is I was absolutely on my knees. And I have been on my knees since I came back. Absolutely just took the wind out of my sails and I allow myself to be different. To know that it's okay to be different. It's okay because things aren't going to change if you're the same. We need to allow ourselves to have a different experience, a different life. Discover that self that is inside. That magnificence, that that knowingness that you who you are to emerge in a different way that's the beauty and in that experience we just allow ourselves to be at peace because i think that that's the one thing that every person on this planet wants is peace we're not different we all want peace that deep sense of it's okay. Life is okay. That we are at peace. We say we want world peace. Well, how on earth are we ever going to have world peace if we're not at peace in our heart? It's got to be that inner change, allow ourselves to be that. And then those things outside of us will begin to shift. I want to close with a quote from Holmes that, that I found that I just love that I think really speaks to this. And he said, when you and I turn to that divinity within us, we shall feel something and we shall know something that every endeavor of the ages has sought after, the living God. Here and here alone is security. Here and here alone is peace. It is in the wind and the wave, the song of the child, the crooning of the mother, the beauty of the sunset, the golden glory of dawn's rise over the mountaintops into the newness of another day. It is not just in religious adoration, but in the stillness of your own heart that God speaks. Peace steals through the waiting soul, and the comfort of the spirit comes into the stillness of the heart. Peace, like an ocean of infinite life, reflects itself through me and through you and calms every turbulent feeling at peace and rest in the knowledge of the all good which is at hand. That peace is right where you are. Allow yourself to be still. Allow that peace to be you to move itself out into your life. This week, allow yourself to just be okay with who you are because who you are is really okay, and so it is.